The Midwife Crisis Podcast will touch on sensitive topics regarding the human body, sexuality, pregnancy, and all aspects of women's health care and may not be suitable for all listeners. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Kate. And I'm PR. And this is the Midwife Crisis because it's not just you. And I'm not down with that Santa business. <laughs> you love it. You Real- you love my little Santa hat. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's between that and the Merkin. I don't know which one I'm <laughs> not feeling more. All right. Well, it is that time of year again. I'm dusting off all my cookbooks. We're all stressing about what we did with that master list for sending out cards. It's the holiday season. Oh, the cards that I haven't sent since, <laughs> since I don't know. It's been a long time. The cards that I have to bribe my children with like snacks to get them to po- like both smile for one photo that I can send to people. Yeah. We took a huge, um, all of my children came in one place from the West Coast. We all met up and we took a whole family photo with my sister and her husband and their kids last year. The only problem was an hour before the photo shoot, um, my daughter tripped in my house and broke her nose and her foot. <laughs> That's so terrible. I'm and, only laughing because I, if had I been there, it would have been me. That, that's exactly the kind of stuff that happens So we to me. went to the photo shoot anyway and put some makeup on her and um, photoshopped her face on the pictures <laughs> and right to this day she you better not ever reproduce those pictures she says <laughs> but yes that's what happened Aww. last year on the holiday season that's what happened to our christmas card there was no christmas card well that's okay <laughs> only in our imagination she happened to see it on my phone in september when she was here and she said take that down right now and don't show it to another soul her lip was busted <laughs> Her nose was big. She wasn't feeling it at all. Anyway, it was good that we got, that was a lot of people to get together. So I was impressed. Yeah, it was impressive. And my parents loved it. And it was them and all their grandchildren, grandchildren. And that's what happened. It was unfortunate. She couldn't even walk. Her brothers had to carry her to to the place where we were taking the pictures. Well, but you know what? That's what like the holidays are all about. Just getting together, helping each other, having good stories to laugh about. Yes, yeah. I thought so. She didn't find it funny. I hope with time she'll find it funny. She will. Those things always are funny. But no, we don't dust off so much um, cookbooks and so forth. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. The holidays can be hard for everyone, especially when you're essential personnel. And we yeah. know that midwives our essential personnel, as are um, physicians and emergency workers and nurses and firefighters, policemen, officers, even service, gas station workers. They need to work on the holidays. A lot of folks work on the holidays that we don't really give a lot of thought to because uh, the world just keeps on rotating while we're all working. Yep. And this impacts the social and emotional well-being of those workers and their families and the people that they take care of. And it means different things to different people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, 
the holidays are different for everyone. And something, first of all, that's kind of neat is that Thanksgiving um, this year is the one-year anniversary of this baby that PR and I have together, which is this podcast. Um, We started kind of, we met and started talking about it, I think the week before Thanksgiving last year. Um, We met with Baobab Tree Studios and, um, and sort of got this thing rolling. So it's pretty neat to be coming up um, on that one year. Yes, we should use, we should have a cake. We should, I don't like cake that much. We should have a pie. A pie. Yeah. We should have, okay, we should have, <laughs> we should have a pie. Yep, a pie. Just not a cream pie. I like brownies. Okay, sure. Brownies, <laughs> brownies work. Okay, with nuts. <laughs> Why they have to be brown? Why can't we have blondies? Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so the holidays can be totally Because you different. get everything your way. That's why. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just being a turd. Um, so, uh, our holidays are really different. And I think last year when we were talking about, uh, we were talking a lot uh, because we were figuring out what we were going to do with this podcast. And we were talking a lot about our own sort of traditions and something really cool, um, that had happened was we were talking about the holidays and I was saying, oh, you know, Thanksgiving is so great and so important in my family because, you know, it's when finally everyone gets together. It's like, you know, one of the only days during the year that we're all together. And, you know, I can't wait to sit around the table for hours and just talking. And PR goes, what? What? (laughs) She's like, why do you do that? I'm like, what? What do you mean? Why do I do that? That's, that? That's what we do. We just sit there and I'm like, and we eat all these like casseroles. And she's like, casseroles? Okay. And it just was a good sort of reminder about how different we are. Yeah. We have people who look at, who hear what we do, think that we have a holiday dinner every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Every Sunday, my family, my sister and her husband and children, and I have one one child left in this area. When my other children were here, they all came too. And my parents and even my ex-husband get together and we have Sunday dinner together. And this is every Sunday. And so everybody eats something different. And so we will have a meat and a fish. Who's a vegetarian or a pescatarian and who doesn't eat this and who does eat that. And so we wind up having basically two dinners in one. And people say, that's that's Thanksgiving dinner. You just have to add a turkey. <laughs> That's right. And my sister asked for all of us to get together for brunch. And she said, let's discuss Thanksgiving dinner. And I said, let's just slam a turkey on the table. <laughs> we'll be good. And we had to plan this whole menu and so forth. But we don't sit around the table for hours. We do eat and then we go back and eat some more. But in between, we watch games and we play games and we sleep. <laughs> we definitely sleep and we get back up and we start over again. Yeah. So that's sort of our tradition. And we don't, you know, one of my kids, he fasts um, for most of the day because he, the whole premise of Thanksgiving, he has trouble with. Mm-hmm. And I tell him we're not celebrating pilgrims and, you know, natives, that whole issue. We're yeah. just celebrating the fact that we can get together as a family and just be grateful for each other. And usually at thanks how we start is that we all say something that we're grateful for. We kind of yeah. go around in a, in a circle. And um, he'll participate 
with that piece, but you know, he's just like the whole idea of Thanksgiving and the slaughter and the whole thing. It just really, he finds it very disturbing as does um, his sister. So, you know, I say, well, we're not talking about that. You're not wearing a hat with a belt on it and you're not, you know, and knickers and (laughs) we're not doing that. We're doing a, a different thing. So it sort of means something different to everyone, but we are grateful every Sunday for all of our Sunday dinners and, Thanksgiving is no different. Yeah. Um, So as we're sort of approaching the holidays, uh, we thought we would talk a little bit about what that means um, in our area. So as as midwives who, again, are essential personnel and kind of need to be there um, as uh, moms, as, you know, uh, members of families and also from our patients perspective. Um, and so I thought we could kind of start with them. So I know a lot of people, again, when you think about the holidays, you think of the people who have to be going to work, you forget that when you're in the care profession, that that means that there's people there, you know, in the hospital. I can still remember as a new nurse working on a gynecology oncology floor that uh, on Thanksgiving, they tried so hard, even if it was just for 12 hours to get those patients out and home um, so that they could, you know, be there for to spend some time with their families. families, Yeah, because that is, you know, if they were well enough to do that, they would kind of get like day passes and, and, you know, we would cap off their central lines and pause their chemo and just let them have that because... It's uplifting. Absolutely. Usually, sometimes. (laughs) And we'll totally get to that as well. But but yeah, so for patients and and for our population of patients, typically, um, if they have to be in the hospital... um, over, you know, the holidays, it's for, you know, one of a few reasons. One may be antepartum issues, or basically antepartum means sort of like during pregnancy, but before labor and birth. And so things like where we may have women who um, have diseases of pregnancy, like preeclampsia, um, or maybe a previa, which is like where they have some bleeding, things like that, where they need to be monitored in the hospital. Um, Sometimes women are in preterm labor, have broken their water, and we're trying to keep them pregnant to get their babies to keep growing inside of them. Um, And so for a lot of these, uh, for these patients, they don't have that opportunity to go home. And and it really means sort of living in the hospital and living in the hospital and missing out on all of these holidays can be really, really hard. So, um, so, you know, that can be tough for patients who are inpatient. Also, if you're just pregnant, you know, a lot of People are worried about traveling during the holidays. You know, there's a lot of car accidents. People are drinking and tired and not paying attention. Um, Or maybe people are nervous to travel. You know, there's a myth, I think, that a lot of pregnant women think they can't travel for, you know, the majority of their pregnancy, whereas actually, as long as you and your baby are well, you can travel right up through like 36 weeks um, by air. So, um, you know, that is something that can hold people back. Concerns about illness, germs. I mean, everyone has that like one family member who gives those sloppy kisses, you know, just like anything that has ever been in their mouth is now probably <laughs> in <your> mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't. I accidentally uh, inhaled when they came towards me oh. and now I'm eating their germs. So. So, yeah, I mean, like when you're pregnant and, and you know, slightly immunocompromised, that can be daunting, you know, you don't know who got their vaccinations, all that stuff. Um, guilt about bothering the on-call provider. I know this firsthand. So when I um, went into labor with my second, it was Thanksgiving. And well, 
I'll, I'll backtrack for a second. I did not go into labor. It was Thanksgiving and my water broke. And I had just passed my midwifery boards and I knew very well that my water had broke, but I was in hard, hard denial because I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a little bit of a jokester. And I had been joking with the physician that was on call for weeks about how I was going to make them catch my baby and it was going to just be the two of us on Thanksgiving. And he was like, no, 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 no. And so then when my water broke, I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) I have to tell him. And so anyway, so I was like, no, my water totally didn't break. And then I'm sitting kind of like awkwardly in my mother-in-law's dining room and I can just feel this like gush of fluid coming out of me. And I said to uh, my partner, I was like, can you go get me? another pad out of my bag because this one's like saturated and I'm like all weird. And my mother-in-law's like, what is going on? Were you ruining on? the chair? Oh, totally ruining her chair. And she's like, what is going on? And finally I stood up and I was like, my water broke. And the first thing that her sister says is, oh my God, shouldn't you call your doctor? And I was like, lady, I am my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the midwife and everything is fine. Um, so I was term clear fluid, didn't need any antibiotics. So I was just waiting for labor. Um, but so anyway, so when I finally did have to uh, get in touch with my doctor, he thought I was kidding. He oh. he was like, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm serious. True story. My water broke. And he was like, oh, man, can I just can I finish my turkey? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then, long story short, I never went into labor and had to be induced the next day. So, um, but fakery abounds. Fakery, but uh, but I I knew that guilt. I felt so bad about dragging people in because I know how you know I didn't want to be the one reason why they had to miss out on their family. So, so going back to patients, I think that guilt uh, can be really strong. Um, and additionally, um, you know, you're just, there's a feeling of isolation. So for patients who, again, uh, have to be in the hospital for different antepartum reasons, they're already super isolated. A lot of times if they have other kids at home, you know, their partner's probably not staying with them. They're probably at their house with their kids and they've already sort of reached out and gotten all these resources and they don't want to disrupt their family and and it's tough. So what do you think? How How can we improve it for patients? Um, well, first of all, I think we can reinforce to our patients that on-call workers are there for their urgent needs. So if you have one, you can absolutely call us. So remember that we picked this career. That's right. And so the fact that we're on 24-7 or we're on we're covering a holiday, that's part of the job. That's what we're there for. So and if you're being cared for by someone who's grumpy for that reason, you need to get away from them. Yeah, totally, totally, Stat. totally. And again, my um my on-call person was gracious and and you know was was happy to have me come in although I didn't end up needing to um if the patient is is inpatient meaning in the hospital um you know we do and I know the hospital's wonderful about this invite patients to decorate their rooms um you know to share in their traditions I've seen many times where patients will say you know I just had this family from you know, this place and they brought this food with them um, because this is what they eat and and all of that. So and encouraging them to share with us um, having their family visit. I mean, I think most most people are lucky enough that they do have someone that will come visit them on the holidays and spend some time with them. Um, I recall working on our antepartum floor as a nurse and having someone bring all of Thanksgiving. I mean, like boxes of food. Wow. And, you know, six people into their room because they wanted to have Thanksgiving together. 
Um, Very nice. Adding special touches. So again, um, having treats for patients or, you know, decorating yourself when you're rounding. Oh, I know you would do that. You know I do that. I last year um, worked on Christmas and I had antlers (laughs) that I wore all day. Of course she did. You know, just because whatever. Um, It's fun. And, you know, you want the person to feel special too. And I encourage the person to call their baby Jolly Old St. Nicholas, which they did not but I'm not taking it personally. (laughs) Absolutely not. I think Jolly Old St. Nicholas is a really good, like, proper name. Like, that could be a president. Listen, (laughs) okay, just just for one moment, Jolly Old St. Nicholas is male or female? Either. What? We don't know. Jolly Old St. Nicholas (laughs) is what color? Uh, What culture? Any anything, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Okay, fine. I'm. You can. It can <laughs> carry on. But Fourth I'm of just, July, call I'm your just, baby patriot. I'm saying it doesn't apply to everyone, but that's okay. Well, yes, you're absolutely I, right. You know what? I'm just not to be a naysayer about. Uh, jolly old Saint Nick and all that stuff. When we had our first child, um, my husband at the time said, "Oh, there will be none of that Santa business." And I said, "Really?" And he said, "Absolutely not. I'm not going to have my child have this image in his head that this jolly old Saint Nicholas um, guy, white guy with a white beard mm. and the whole big." belly and the whole jolly guy is the one who comes and brings him all the gifts that I worked really hard to provide for him. Well, that's true. Yeah. And so he said that is and I was like, but there's magic in it, even if it's just like magical until you find out that your parents are big fat liars. But (laughs) up until that point, it's just so magical. Yeah. And I said, you'll never believe anything like that ever again in your life. And he said, I never did from the beginning. There are seven of us. Oh. Now, how do you think that worked out? We, yeah. There was no such person. So we compromised our our sort of practices. And, you know, we had to come up with something. And our kids were like, that's you. Is that you? That's Aww. you. I love that. Well, you know, I've actually seen this initiative recently where people are encouraging, um, you know, people who do celebrate, you know, Christmas and Santa or that sort of tradition to give the bigger gifts from the parents because Mm -hmm. they don't want um, children whose parents maybe can't afford bigger gifts to think, why didn't Santa bring me you know, yeah. the Xbox or whatever. And I'm just like, yes, I fully agree with that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. really with my kids, we just do one gift from Santa. Um, and we were not going to do Santa either. We didn't actually introduce Santa till my oldest was, oh, I think at least three. Um, we just, you know, kind of celebrated and said, this is like our holiday time. And we had presents and stuff. And I would joke with my child who, as it turns out, is very astute and remembers everything about the Krampus, which if anyone knows, it's kind of like the anti-Santa who comes and like rounds up bad kids, throws them in a little sack on his back, (laughs) brings them back to his cage, whips them. So I'd be like, you know, you either get presents or the Krampus comes. And I told this to my three-year-old. And then when I became a midwife and he had to go to daycare he the first day he ever met his new daycare teacher, she came to our house to like meet him and he told her all about the Krampus. Krampus. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, maybe <laughs> maybe I shouldn't Did have she done call this. DCF? No, I'm just well, kidding. and then she went 
went ham on Christmas at the daycare. Like it was like he helped decorate their tree and they did this and they talked about Santa and Santa this and Santa that. And it was like a little earworm for him. And then after that, he was like Santa, Santa, Santa. And so like he pretty much made that decision. So um, yeah. So yeah. Well, it's usually your friends that I remember my daughter coming home and saying, there is no Santa. And I said, Mm. what? And she said, there's no Santa. The Jewish kids did a presentation today. We got dreidels and she plops the dreidel on the table and we got all this stuff. And she said, and they said, what? Santa? That's hocus pocus. Just stop it. (laughs) That's your parents. Yeah. Now here, play with this dreidel. We're going to tell you how to use it. Sing the song. So she sings the song to me. And I said, those little monsters. You know, um, we are so on a sidetrack, but I I just want to add one more thing because it makes me really happy. Um, on a similar note, we the first time like Easter came around again, we're not really like religious, but that fun like we're going to hide eggs and all that stuff. We were like, we're going to do this. And I asked my son like what kind of things he thought the Easter bunny might bring him. And he was petrified. And he was like, I don't want the Easter bunny to come in my house. And he was so scared of the Easter bunny. And he wouldn't stop talking about how scared he was about it. Then finally I said, listen, kid, I'm just going to get you like some matchbox cars. So just tell me which ones you want. It's from me. Like there's no Easter bunny. And I don't think he remembers that now. But it was just so funny because it actually freaked him out thinking that like a strange, gigantic bunny was going to be in his house. And I was like, that makes total sense. Yeah. It is super scary. So, you know. (laughs) And the whole egg bunny connection. Yeah. They do, like what is the connection? Yeah, we got to redo. We should. We're gonna do an episode about sexual education. We'll uh, we'll add the Easter Bunny. How <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so back to our topic of our patients. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, and I was just kind of being silly, but I probably and I was being a little serious. Yeah, but but well, I and get where I could have totally from. like offended someone for sure. You know, saying you should name your baby Jolly Old Saint Nicholas, but. I'm, I hope that they knew I was doing it in jest, and and I will think twice now before suggesting that name. Now I'll just stick to my other names, like Rock Garden, which is <laughs> just really just neutral names. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, it's very strong. <laughs> All right. So finally, with our patients, for patients who have just had a baby and might be able to go home on the holidays... I think the nicest gift we can give them is to round early. Um, and so rounding is when the on-call person comes into the hospital um, and sort of takes over care. And we change shifts at about 7 a.m. And if on a holiday, you can get in there and send that person home so that, you know, maybe they have other sweet babies at home that they want to celebrate with, like, get get them out of here, you know, so that they can go home and celebrate with, with their family. Don't be dragging your feet and rolling in at 11 a.m. That's, <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not nice. After you opened all your gifts at right. home. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that's the sacrifice we make for our patients. Absolutely. I mean, can you think of anything else about sort of like the patient perspective and the holidays? No, I think that, um, you know, just working the holidays is just always hard. Yeah. You you we'll talk about that a little bit yeah. after the break. We're going to take a quick station break and we'll be right back. Greetings and this is 
Wine Time with Grown Ass Woman, an intergenerational conversation with Ife Michelle. I'm sexy. And Shannon Leanne. <laughs> you make me want to add a, a name. <laughs> make sure you hit us up. We want to hear from you. Um, again, our email is gawomenspeak at gmail.com. All right, and we are back from our break. This is the Midwife Crisis Podcast, and uh, I'm Kate, and we were just talking a little bit about the holidays. So the holidays when you're an essential personnel, when you need to work, um, or um, we just talked about when you're the patient and you're you know, kind of stuck needing care over the holidays and how that can be hard and how we can make that better. I'm going to talk a little bit about when you're the provider, when you're the midwife and, you know, working major holidays is hard. Kate, you worked. Yeah. Um, so Christmas I worked Christmas last year. last year. Yep. And uh, it was pretty tough. I was the only provider in house um, from, you know, a private practice. I remember pulling into the garage and it was like a empty. It was like a ghost, ghost town. town. And I just literally was like tearing up. I was like, this is fine. I love my job because I really do. But it was a little sad being kind of alone. Yeah. yeah, I bet. But this is what you signed up for. And now you don't have to be on Christmas this year. Um, you, um, speaking of cultural sensitivity, which we addressed a little bit before the break, you're asking your patients about their cultural practices, but also your fellow your coworkers, your colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, everybody doesn't celebrate in the same way. I think we made that point yep. pretty clear. Some do celebrate Hanukkah, some mm-hmm. celebrate Christmas, so, some three kings. And every year I have to explain why I'm not at work on January 6th mm-hmm. and uh, unless it's on a weekend. And for some, uh, New Year's Eve is more important to them than the Christmas holidays yep. or even Thanksgiving. Yep. So it just kind of depends. You have to have conversations with people. I think communication, I think we've always focused on trying to communicate, like to promote communication as a way to bridge any kind of gaps that you have with your patients, with your colleagues, and with your community. And Absolutely. I that that's just super important. Yeah. And what, you coming and, you know, making sure that you are trying to be inclusive and, and letting people know when maybe they're not being inclusive um, is important. And then you being receptive to that. Too. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And, pe- you know, sometimes they'll say, well, what, what about Kwanzaa? Tell me about Kwanzaa. And I say, let's Google it. Because... <laughs> Because I haven't, um, I've always wanted to celebrate because they have, you know, seven principles and they're really important that address behavior in the community. But I just, we haven't had that opportunity. And I'm always working the day after Christmas anyway. I've had been very fortunate in my career to kind of finagle my schedule so that I have not worked the actual um, Christmas holiday, nor the Three Kings holiday, which we celebrate both. And, um, and so, and now the position that I'm in, I'm, holidays are not, I'm not, that's not part of my deal. So I've just been, it's been, I'm so grateful that I've had that kind of, um, that sort of luck or whatever you want, that blessing. That's however you want to put it. That's been really good for me, but everybody doesn't. So you have to, 
you know, I think is really important to be sensitive to that. How can we help each other and help ourselves? We talked about helping out patients, um, alternating with who you're covering midwives. Right. So in your in the practice that um, Kate is in, and I used to be a part of that practice. There are six midwives, and so... Yeah, so alternating. So, you know, I I did my time last year, and so, in theory, um, I shouldn't have to work Christmas now for five years. Yeah, that would be... Hopefully that <laughs> that works out. Fingers and then, crossed. And in five years, your your kids will be a little older, yeah. and they understand what you do, and yeah. that, that's what's going on. Uh, if you have a collaborating uh, MD, talk with them. If Christmas morning is very important to you or you have religious services, then you let them know and you try and work something out if you have a good relationship with that person. For some people, Christmas Eve is more important than Christmas Day. Yeah. And um, that's something that I've learned over the years. They want folks want to go to church or they mm-hmm. want to open gifts on Christmas Eve, I yep. know with my um, in-laws, they o- always opened gifts on Christmas Eve over yeah. Christmas. And Christmas was a day to just kind of recover from Christmas Eve. Yeah. So it's our two families that kind of works out because we get to cover all the bases. Mm-hmm. But you can barter with your, you know, your colleagues if someone someone loves Halloween and wants to be it's off. True. Or for the July and you want to swap, then you make your own, you make your own traditions. Yep. And you can do that anyway, um, in terms of you can make your own traditions with your family. Uh, When your children are very little, I learned, even though I didn't have to work the particular Christmas holiday, but I learned that you could um, create traditions and that's what matters most to your children, not so much the date. When they're young, they don't know mm-hmm. the calendar. Yep. And so I've tried to tell some of the younger m- midwives and nurses that I work with, your children are three and one or however right. old they are. They don't know the calendar. So mm-hmm. you know the calendar. Don't don't pawn off your emotions onto them. Yeah, Just that's true. Just pretend that Christmas is the day before or after, wh- whichever you want it to be. And then they'll just be excited because you tell them to be excited. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it works out. Um, and I think, you know, with my own children, three Kings, if they, you know, wanted to go to school, they could go to school. If they didn't want to go to school, they, most of the time they went to school because something was going on at school that they wanted to partake in. But then that morning they always got up and they opened their gifts. There was a tradition that we had where they had to prepare something for the, for the camels. They made a shoe box, they put grass in it. They wrote a letter to the three kings telling them what they'd like and how grateful they've been for already the things that they had received. And so it was a little less about um, all the material items that they got over the previous holiday and gifts from family and that kind of thing. And it was just sort of give some thought to it and um, put some thought behind it. And that's three kings is a holiday that's very um, common in the in the Puerto Rican community. Mm -hmm. And so. and even actually not just on the island, but here in this community where we live, it happens to be um, pretty popular. And so in this town, uh, Three Kings is a day off Wow! in this town where we live. So um, it's it's pretty nice for those kids. My kids didn't grow up in this town. So I, I told them it's an option. Yeah. And, um, but you can make your own your own traditions. And that's something that they still they still remember doing 
I think they remember that more because they never put out cookies for yeah. jolly old St. Nick, <laughs> as you would say. Um, so um, that's something that they do uh, remember um, preparing for yeah. and and sort of the the custom behind it and that kind of thing. But back to, you know, your own colleagues, create your own traditions with your with your family and that helps you get through it and then try and um just make it be show some gratitude for the, for what you have i'm a glass half full kind of person mm-hmm. so i'm always grateful for what's in the glass as opposed to what's out of the glass so that's sort of how i look at things but um maybe people will say well your life is better than others but you don't really know anything about my life so you, you just have to I, I just look at things and then I'm, I say, you know, it's time to keep move on. Yeah. Um, as, which brings me that whole tradition about the three kings and the camels and so forth to the fake it. Last year, Kate, you want to talk about what you did with the letter from Santa to your kids? Yeah. So so knowing it was my holiday last year, um, I wrote a letter to Santa from my kids. I got like, you know, I did calligraphy on it and sparkly paper and a really pretty box. And I left it for my kids and was like, hey, what's this? And, you know, it said their names on it and they opened it up and just basically said to them that they were going to get an early Christmas because their mommy had to help people. Um, and my kids were super pumped. Like they did not care at all. Um, They at the time were six and three and they were just like, yeah, that means I get, you know, presents earlier. (laughs) And um, I'm so lucky again that my family is super supportive and everyone was on board and in their matching jammies all came over and we, you know, celebrated. That was all my mother-in-law. She was the best. Um, But they celebrated with me and were willing to sort of like change the holiday, you know, so that I could be included. And it was it was really, really nice. So, um, so it, it worked fine. The thing we, you know, also for the holiday is, um, we all do a sleepover. <gasps> so, I love that. Yeah. I'm always like peer pressuring my brother-in-law and his girlfriend to sleep over. I'm always like, it's really late and we're going to be playing games. You should totally just stay here. And they're, yeah. I think they're always like, no, thanks. <laughs> well, we used to have a party every year and I then we just had sleepovers afterwards. Everyone, that is my so parents, awesome. my sister, her husband, her kids. And so they're all their stuff. They would drag it all to my house and then... Oh. Oh my gosh. We would just put it in front of the fireplace and have big name cards for whatever each yeah. child was getting. Oh. So all five kids just got their stuff and it was it's really it was really fun. That now they're amazing. all older, so we just go to my parents and we sleep over and they don't have big name cards with a bunch of toys, but we just spend the time eating and drinking and playing games and just having fun, enjoying each other's company. Totally. We really don't do much of the gift giving yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, certainly, and I really felt that way, like the first couple holidays and the first birthdays I had for my kids, like I always said, no presents, they're little, they're not going to remember any presents, they don't need anything. Um, we did donations. One of my friends had uh, used to have a nonprofit called A Very uh, a very Merry Birthday. Oh, yeah, I remember. And, yeah, and so we would choose a child and take their wish list and do gifts for them. Um, and so... That didn't make too much of a difference until my kids got older. And, you know, again, I think got influenced and started getting really into the holidays. Um, so, yeah. So and it's interesting how your traditions sort of just 
for us evolve because they do do evolve. My husband and I really were not again, particularly religious. And a lot of these, a lot of holidays, you know, come from that. And I like your kiddos, uh, were pretty, was pretty uncomfortable with, (laughs) with Thanksgiving as well, but to have that excuse to all be together. And just, so we don't, we also, you know, like you said, talk about being grateful and, and are really just trying to get together to celebrate each other and eat good food and spread love. And, you know, Again, I just keep, you know, I just have to sidebar for a second. I keep going back to the jolly old St. Nicholas thing because I just keep thinking, you know, in my, in my naivety and in my privilege, I think I totally just like blinked on how it even could matter for someone. And I'm just so grateful that you pointed it out to me because I was just like, I'm just being, you know, silly, but totally. It could I'm not be... going to rob you of it. You're still. No, fine. I know, but still. And, but it's just funny because you're like, well, what about the Santa? And I'm like, well, what about him? Like, <laughs> because again, I don't like, we never really celebrated. So I never honestly even put a thought to it. Like if he's black or white or Asian or, right. you know, like it right. was like Macy's, like I hear at Macy's, they have like every nationality Santa and it's like, that's my house. Like, I don't care. We don't have any, I don't even think we have any Santa things. Actually, cool. when we just went to New Orleans, we found a Santa that's uh, uh, riding an alligator. Oh, and he wow. is a Santa of color. And he's yeah. going to be on my tree this year. So, But it's so interesting because I have the ability to think that way. And so, again, I appreciate you pointing that out to me. You're welcome. One thing I, I don't get, I don't feel very often, and I feel very grateful that I don't feel this, and that is sadness um, at this time of year. And it is okay when you're sad, especially if you're working mm-hmm. and you want to be with your family or doing something else, even if you're just taking a nap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, I mean, you know, you worked on Christmas. And- yeah, I will say I am an emotional roller coaster of a person. And I definitely I didn't think I would have sadness because I had my Christmas. And like you said, my kids didn't care. It was a different day and we had already celebrated. But I was still pretty sad and I definitely shed some tears. Um, But I told myself, like, you are so lucky that you get to be a part of this person's, you know, life. Oh, birth if they're, yeah. Yeah, and and they did celebrate Christmas. They were super pumped to have, like, a quote-unquote Christmas present. And so... um, so I was thinking every year when this family is celebrating Christmas, like I'll be part of that story and that holiday. And, um, and it, it ended up being absolutely lovely. And I ate a ton of junk food, you know, holiday on call carbs certainly do not count. So it's probably <laughs> multiple pudding cups in there. Um, and you know, just like enjoyed it and, and it ended up being great. And, you know, in the end it was fine. And Yeah. But I did have some sadness in the, in the beginning, and I'm, you know, thankful that I was able to turn it around. Good. I'm glad that you did. Um, I probably, I, I won't say that I have sadness on any holidays, but when I've had to work all night the night before the holiday, I'm usually like a zombie mm-hmm. the next day. And I just, every opportunity I'm sleeping and People are like elbowing me <laughs> um, and I'm like some old drunk in the corner. I don't Love need it. to drink because I'm just no good because I've had no sleep, but I'm yeah. still trying to participate in what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that and that's part of the deal. It's OK. It's it's fine. I'm there with everyone. So I'm still happy, even though I'm uh, looking a little crazy. And that one of the things that it kind of strikes a thought is there are pros to missing the holiday. 
<laughs> that is true. Um, you don't have the stress of making your making dishes or getting the kids together or traveling or um, or dealing with your sloppy relatives yeah. that are, you know, intoxicated or giving you spitty kisses or <laughs> squeezing your butt or doing whatever they're doing yeah. that's inappropriate or fighting because some people do get together on holidays and they fight, they yeah. argue and they yeah. carry on terribly. And, and we have a very like polarized political climate right now. And for many people that also yes. crosses you know, families and yes. friends. And so you know, that can get awkward, which, you know, we definitely have sort of a silence on that topic rule, you know, just like we just are not going to talk about we're just going to talk about other good stuff because right. there's no this is not the place or time. Yeah, you have to sometimes you have to have ground rules for holidays yeah. because otherwise they'll get ruined. Yeah. If one person makes one remark mm -hmm. and everybody doesn't agree. Yeah. And and so but if you know it, it's a place where it does tend to get tumultuous. Hey. You don't have to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's, You're on call. That's, <laughs> that's true. There's your out right there. I think someone is paging me right now. That's I have right. to go. Um, you all also that there's always next year and you can each time you can try and make it better, make it special mm -hmm. and you won't be working and try and do it the way you want to do it. Um, and there's that chance that they won't even need you. And so you can be there with your family even though you are on call you can't be drinking hot toddies and <laughs> and spike nogs but you're okay. still there with your family that's what's most important and um and when you do get called in like kate said your patient is very happy to have you there and and if you're there with a smile on your face that's even better that's right yep as we say, every every person deserves a midwife. Um, so even on quote unquote special days, right? I mean, we on know holidays. that yeah, we know that people have um, you know needs, and certainly babies come all hours, all times. Um, and so as as professionals, you know, this is this is part of it. And so going into it. We have to know that we're taking we're taking that on, and you know what? Like we're lucky to have that. So we are. We're it's it's really good work. I love what I do. Yeah. And um, the day that I don't, I'm going to stop. Yeah. And absolutely. do something else. I think that about winds it up. Yeah, definitely. We'd like to thank Baobab Tree Studios, our friends, family, and you who all make this podcast possible. Please be sure to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. Make sure you like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Midwife Crisis Podcast, or you can always email us at midwifecrisispodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you are a provider out there, a nurse, an emergency personnel, um, you know, going through this holiday stuff, tell us about it. Share it with us. Um, we we want to hear how you cope or how you make it special for people who, you know, might not have the privilege to be with their families on those days. Um, Funny stories. Welcome, Absolutely. Welcome. We'll take anything. So make sure you hit us up. Um, you can message us on social media or send us an email. So until next time, happy holidays, all of them. And if you can, have a loved one check your chest. Felicidades. <laughs> <laughs>